episode of Spawned is brought to you by JCPenney and their fantastic Pair Up program. Now through August 15th, in partnership with Wise Around the Country, for every pack of socks and underwear you buy at JCPenney, they'll donate a pack to the Y to help kids in need, up to $750,000. It's a great reason to get the basics you need anyway at JCPenney. For more information, just visit jcpennypairup.com. Hello and welcome to Spawn, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. And I'm Liz Gumbiner, and we're the co-founders of CoolMomPics.com. On today's episode of Spawn, we are going to be talking with the very funny author of the new book, Class Mom, Lori Gelman. And of course, we will close out our show, as always, with our cool picks of the week. But first, a little bit more about Lori. Yeah, well, we know her because we all used to write ages ago, it seems like ages ago, maybe when we kind of had babies because <laughs> we wrote for Baby Center. <laughs> Baby Center, the site everyone knows because you get the five million emails a week about what your kid is doing when they're like, you know, three <laughs> weeks old. <laughs> yeah, so she was raised in the Great White North. She spent 25 years as a broadcaster in both Canada and the United States before trying her hand at writing novels. Laurie lives in New York City with her husband, Michael Gelman, and two, oh, you have teenagers now. Welcome, Laurie. Thank you. Yes, I do. Oh, my gosh. Teenagers. Oh. I have joined the ranks as well to the teenager years. I have a 13-year-old and Liz is almost there. I'm 11 months away, but it feels <laughs> like I've already hit it. <laughs> yeah, If they've mastered the eye roll, then you've hit it. Trust me. Shit. <laughs> I'm there early. Our kids are advanced and gifted if that's the case. <laughs> I love that you wrote a funny book with the main character being a class mom. That is just genius. Like all you have to do is hear one line and go, yep, I want to read that. <laughs> well, you know, that's funny because I was worried that people would see the title and go, oh, I've read that book before. It's about those uptight parents and the alcoholic moms and, you know, whatever, and not want to read it. But it's a completely not like that at all. It's a complete opposite. And so I'm just curious. I know you said you were a class mom many times. How is that even possible? Liz and I were talking about this and we're like, oh my Basically, God. Basically, what the hell is wrong with you? Yes. How did you decide <laughs> to take on this job more than once? You know, the first year you're excited. I felt like I'd won something the first time they asked me. I'm like, yes, I will be the class mom. And then by the fifth year, you're like, they had to beg me. They're like, please, nobody else wants to do it. Please, everybody loves you as class mom. And then the girls love it too. You know, your kids love when they're younger. Now it's a horror story if you're even into it. <laughs> but before, it was, it's like they were so excited to see you in the classroom and so proud. So I did it, you know, for one and then the other and then back to the other and then back to the other. And then on the fifth year, I got fired. So that was that. You got fired? Oh, why'd you get fired? I got fired I from being fired class, class mom. That's a badge right there. <laughs> we need like a merit badge for you. I feel like it was. <laughs> I wrote a book about it. My goodness. <laughs> Ooh, um, no, I got fired. I, you know, all it takes is one parent. The emails that I wrote to my class parents were very, very similar, if not exactly the emails that Jen Dixon writes in the book. So I was very sort of snarky and sarcastic, but with a lot of fun. It was intended to be fun so that everybody would have a good time reading the emails. But, you know, all it takes is one mom to not get your humor or to think that you think you're fancy and she doesn't appreciate it. And she goes to the right person and complains and then you get fired. I want you to be our class mom. Hey. I mean, no, look, if our class moms are listening to this podcast, I love you. However, it's a thankless job. Yeah, I mean, right? I'm, I really, for real, am grateful to yes. all the class parents out there, moms and dads, by the way. Yeah, no, very it, it true. Is a, it is a thankless job, but you can make it fun for yourself. If you, I mean, I did it more for my amusement than everybody else's, but... <laughs> 
Like I would press the envelope just to see how far I could go. So it was a writing assignment for you, basically. It was yeah. a creative writing challenge. It really was. Like, hey, who's bringing the jello shots to the parent night? And then I go, just kidding, just wondering if you're actually reading this, you know. Oh, you're fun. Like I said, I, I mean, love that. I guess if I was going to be a class mom, gee, you, you kind of have me thinking maybe I could be the class mom. Is there something about the job that surprised you, though, or that people would be surprised to know? Because clearly Liz and I are coming up with all the stereotypes about what it must be like to be a class mom. But what, is there something that people would be surprised to know about the job? It costs you a lot of money. Really? Really? Yeah. If you get suckered into it, you know, there's a lot of times that they'll say, oh, no, you know, no gift for the teacher or the teacher gift has to be homemade. Well, there's no such thing as a homemade gift that costs nothing. Do you know what I mean? Even with you, you try to do something very simple. Someone has to pay for the supplies. Someone has to pay for this. And then when you put out the food requirements for curriculum night or for any party and, you know, everybody wants to bring sprinkles for the ice cream, but no one wants to bring the ice cream. So it's, oh, oh I guess I'll bring the ice cream then. So ah. that was the only thing that surprised me. It's kind of like being the person in a group dinner, you know, when you're having dinner with 20 people. And for some reason, you're the one who's going through the check and telling what everybody owes. You know, you're going to be the person picking up all the extra. So true. <laughs> so, or making sure the person gets tipped. Yes. You know? you know, look, I know I should never be a class mom. In fact, someone just asked me to join a book club. And I said, I would love to join your book club, but I am the person who will join, be all excited, write the best emails about it, and then never read the book and everyone hates me and I make excuses and don't go. And so the idea of me being a class mom, well, to anybody from our school who's listening, they're like, <laughs> no. So I'm wondering exactly, like, what do you think it takes to be a good class mom? You know, who knows? Maybe I could do it and I'm underselling myself, but I have a feeling I don't have what it takes. Well, you definitely have to have a martyr type personality, as I said. But also, I think if you want it to be successful, you have to make it fun. You have to make it interesting. That's the way I felt. I mean, I used to I have awards at the end of the year. You know, there's always one class party at the end of the year. Yes. And I've got awards for the person who was the speediest in responding to my emails. And it was only like a $10 Starbucks gift card, but it was you That's know, great. the person who has the greatest potential to be the next class mom or the person who wrote the funniest replies to my funny emails. I mean, nobody asked me to do that. I just thought it would be fun for the parents. And I think they all really enjoyed it. I think that's really cool because, I mean, look, one of the things about being a class parent is those parents are really committed to the community at large of the school. And I'm committed to that too. I just have to do it in other ways because the idea of me being organized and proactive and coordinating things, uh, yeah, I barely can do it for our business. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone for like the whole school. So I like the idea that you made it kind of feel like a community in your classroom. I think that's nice. But I think the stereotype of the class mom, when you see a movie like Bad Moms or even um, Big Little Lies, like the person involved in the school, she's a real bitch. She's uptight, way too involved in her kid's school. And that's not really what I find the class mom usually is. I think the class mom can be cool. She can be the one that makes everybody lighten up a little bit and not take it all so seriously. And and it and it all is good until it isn't. Until one person <laughs> doesn't agree with you. <laughs> you know, if you haven't seen it, I was on a press junket for the movie Fun Mom Dinner, which is it's kind of like the guilty pleasure drink with a glass of wine on your own video on demand kind of movie. Right. Um, but the cast is great. It's, um, it's Tony Collette and Molly Shannon, and it kind of gets into all those stereotypes. And I love that they had the super 
super involved class mom type parent was Bridget Everett. She's in uh, Amy Schumer's show. She's like hilarious body. She plays like the ex rotzy kind of mom who's like really <laughs> cracking the whip. And it made it really funny. And actually, I kind of liked her and wanted to be friends with that kind of class mom. <laughs> but I see we have two kinds in our school. And I don't know if you found that they're kind of different kinds of class moms. So we had the kinds that were kind of, God, I don't think any quite as funny as you for sure. Yeah, no. But you know, clearly. ones that are really organized and helpful and that you can PayPal them money instead of bringing in cash and envelope divided equally into fives and ones. And then there's like the people that are literally just hitting forward on anything from the school and going, read this. I, I was the former, I think not the latter. I mean, when I saw the emails that came from the parents association, they'd say, please like, let your class know this. I would completely rewrite them. Because if, if you just cut and paste, it's so boring and really nobody reads it. But if, oh, there's a parent social, it's like a seventh grade dance. Go at your own risk. It's very awkward, you know. <laughs> or, um, you know, a curriculum night is a great time to you see the effects of alcohol on your fellow parents. You know? <laughs> I'm actually quoting stuff from my book because I can't think of anything else no, that's right awesome. now. Well, you know, if you ever want to relive your class mom days, I'd be happy to recruit you to our public school in Brooklyn anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually class mom again this year. Oh my God! With a book out. <laughs> well, now you have to be mom. because it's very on brand for you. Well, I, need, I need more material for the second book. <laughs> class mom too. Electric Boogaloo. Okay, so listen, we, Liz mentioned PayPal and this is my beef, all right? So maybe we can bring up some beefs about class moms and you can help solve the problems because maybe there are class moms out there and you know what for the record I know we said it already I am so thankful for my class mom I feel like I need after this show I'm gonna have to send her a card to say thank you but there are some things that do especially I, I don't know it's it's 2017, why are, is there no PayPal? I feel like we're still having to send cash in envelopes. Is there anything that people can do? Is there a way that we can help the people that are class parents adopt new and exciting ways of communication? And technologically yes. uh, appropriate for the 21st century? Without <laughs> us sounding like asses? That that's a really great thing to bring up with your PTA or your, your, your parents association because they will take the initiative but if parents start asking for things like Venmo or PayPal or I mean I think that's a great idea I don't like collecting cash and checks and running after people at class pickup or drop off and yelling at them to you know pay me the stupid 20 bucks they owe me I would love to just have everybody do it electronically but you know schools are always a little bit behind on on the technical stuff so I think it's it's something that you have to initiate through your PTA. But I agree. That that's, would make life so much easier. I think that's a good call. Um, yeah. I mean, at the end of school, I had to give my daughter, the absent-minded professor daughter, the younger daughter, um, an envelope full of cash to give to the class mom. And she went there and came home with it every day for like two weeks. Every day. I know. I'm like, look for the class mom. It's so-and-so's <laughs> mom. And she's like, I'm just not sure who that is. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of not sure who that is. <laughs> and I realized that like, it probably would have been good for me to get to know them better. My daughter was always the cash collector. It was like she was telling drugs. She would like people would come up and give her like 20 bucks and she'd take it all and put it in her backpack and bring it home. To Finally, me. I said, just give it to the teacher. They'll know what to do with it. <laughs> they know what it is anyway. You're not surprising them by giving an envelope of cash to the teacher to hand to the <laughs> class mom. Like, surprise, you get a gift. Like, how do you decide kind of what to do with that gift? Do you think it needs to be kind of a monarchy when you're the class mom? Or a democracy? <laughs> you know, there, awesome. I've been to two different schools in my experience because both my kids went to the same preschool school and now they're at the same K through 12 school. And in the preschool, everybody gave a certain amount of money and the teacher got the same thing every year. It was like they, it was a like $600 gift certificate. It was very nice. Damn. Yeah, I know. It was a lot. It was really nice. 
And then I went to this other school and they said, you can't spend any money on the teacher gift, which I just told you, but it was impossible because nothing, nothing, nothing is free. So like one year I had all the kids in kindergarten write their name or print their name. And then I took it and put it on a mug for the teacher. That's nice. It was like the class of, you know, whatever year it was. And then all, all the little kids had like signed their names. It was really cute. But that's the type of thing that I've been sort of involved with. I don't know what other schools do as far as a class mom gift or a, t- um, a class mom gift. That was a little bit of a... Oh, they should be. They should do class mom gifts for sure. I actually think we did that this year. I'm pretty sure we gave like a potted plant or something nice to the class mom this year. Yeah, I did. I got one um, as well one year. I think it was a, a gift certificate to Starbucks. Which... <laughs> From the leftover money for the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do with this $10? Oh, we can give them a mocha. <laughs> but do you feel like you're responsible for coming up with all those ideas? And if so, do you go to Cool Mom Picks to look for them? Definitely. <laughs> it's a pressure because there's always someone who's so stinking crafty who knows, you know, somebody and they get it done. And there's t-shirts designed and books. And it's crazy what these moms come up with, like a puzzle. We have a picture of the kids that the teacher can put together if she ever wants to. But mostly when I'd love to ask the teachers, what would they like? What would be the best thing for them? What a novel idea, right? (laughs) We did that. We did it. One of our favorite posts on our site was we went on Facebook and we said, teachers, real teachers, not people that are moms with strong opinions, but teachers, what are your favorite gifts to get from the kids or for Christmas? And it was really interesting because parents were like, cash, that's it. And we're like, shut up and let the teachers talk. (laughs) And the teachers were like, you know, yes, cash is nice, but I really like notes from the kids that thank me for that are handwritten. I really like handwritten notes. Uh, they, you know, gift cards are always good. One person said she loved that they had lunches delivered to her for a week so that she didn't have to, you know, use her minimal time to run out and get herself lunch. So there, there were like mostly thoughtful gifts and it wasn't necessarily cash. And I thought that was interesting because parents seemed very committed to like, you must give them cash. Well, wait, there's not one big gift from the class people give individual gifts no no one as a gift from the class oh yeah, as a... but sometimes you know like at, at christmas time people we do both. Might give individual gifts you know like the kid will make like a cute little funny card with a you know something about needing coffee because of me and then give a gift card so my kids tend to do something personal and small and inexpensive <laughs> to your point but there's usually a class gift too i think hand sanitizer a big yeah. jug of hand sanitizer big <laughs> costco sized jug of hand sanitizer yeah right and tissue <laughs> and credit to their doctor's office for how many times our kids got them sick throughout the year probably might be nice. All right, so can we talk about class parties? Because you have teenagers now, so you've seen the evolution of how class parties have changed as a class parent. Now, for us, it's like no homemade food. It has to be store-bought, and it has to replace the snack. Like, it can't be extra. It's so weird. That's your school? Yeah, it's so weird. so weird. Pennsylvania. Ours is like, whatever, donuts. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) ours is really bizarre. So I'm wondering, tell us some stories about class parties, like things that have gone wrong or annoying things that parents did or do that they shouldn't do? I think the biggest thing, you have to, first of all, I mean, there's the nut situation. Yes, which is huge. I mean, that's a big deal. And, and, you know, I I poke a little bit of fun of the allergy mom in my book, but I really, like, I know it's a very serious situation. Yeah, that is really serious. It's it's life-threatening. And a lot of parents sign up for something and then forget. That's my favorite. Oh, is today the party? Uh, Oh, I know I was supposed to bring, you know, 20 bagels cut up, but... 
oops. And it's, it's disappointing when that happens. That's where you need sign up genius, right? To automate the reminders and you don't have to do right. that. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't matter. You can send up as many reminders as you like, but it, if they're going to remember, they're going to remember. If they're not, they're not. I think not signing up at all is also very disappointing. Do you know, like, give us the scoop here. Just be honest. Like when you go through the sign up genius, you look at your reminders. Can you tell who the parents are that haven't signed up or do you, like, do you know every single kid and their parent or can like we slide by like if we, not that I'm naming names or calling myself out, <laughs> someone I know may not have signed up to bring a couple things. Do you know, is that on your radar? What is always on my radar is the people who do always volunteer. Ah, you know, there's people that you, you just know they're always going to bring water or whatever. <laughs> like I'll bring water. You're like Santa, but you only have a nice list. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I, know, I haven't been class mom in, in quite a while, like in, in a little kid party situation. Right, I mean, the right. parties just get so much easier as you get older and so much more streamlined and the kids bring the stuff themselves. Like you don't have to worry about the parents remembering because the kids will remember. I think that, yeah, just participating is the most important thing. And the not even acknowledging the email that says, please, please, could you bring one of these things? When I was doing it, when my kids were little, there was no sign up genius. So I was the sign up genius and it really got <laughs> overwhelming Ugh, because instead yeah. of assigning things, I would just say, hey, who wants to bring? And then you'd get like 60 people saying, I'll bring the eggs. And you're like, oh. we're the napkins. Liz and I are always, we're always good for napkins, Laurie. I'm like, paper cups, paper cups, I got the cups. You know, it's interesting because you mentioned how it gets easier towards high school and more streamlined. And I was thinking how, you know, in preschool and kindergarten and first grade, I think the parents are still very concerned about what other parents think about them. And there's a lot of like really painstakingly created home-baked goods and organic, you know, muffins with signs identifying the ingredients. And then I find by the time my kids are in like fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, it's like everyone's bringing in donuts from Entenmann's <laughs> from oh, the grocery. No, Have I you know. found that? Like it just gets more chill as you get older? Yeah. When I was snack mom, when my kids were in preschool, I would have 30 individual Ziploc bags of a piece of cheese and six grapes <laughs> in half. And I would have them all labeled. And the teacher was like, you give the nicest snacks, Mrs. Galman. <laughs> Thank you. I was so proud of that fact that I gave like great snacks. And now I'm, you know, I don't even care. <laughs> You're like choking hazard, whatever. Baked by Melissa <laughs> Cupcakes? Sure, go ahead. But just the fact that you are the kind of person who would even think to put things in individual baggies, that's probably why you are a great class mom and why they <laughs> wanted you to keep doing it. Because I wouldn't even think of that. Oh, really? Thanks. It's the little things, Lori. Yeah. <laughs> I know. What else did I do? Nothing much. So let me ask you this. Was it your own experience as a class mom or was it like all the good juicy stories from dealing with all these parents over the years or hey, maybe a combination of both that made you decide, you know what, I'm going to write a novel about this whole experience, which by the way, is something that so many parents, pretty much every parent can relate to. Yeah. I didn't really think about writing this book at all. I was writing a children's book and I wanted that to be my main focus. And um, I wrote it and then it got rejected like 37 times. Uh, and ooh. I was having lunch with someone and they said, uh, you know, sorry that you're getting so many rejections. And I said, you know what? I can't take it anymore because I just got fired as class mom. And let me tell you something. And I just went into this diatribe of all the things that had happened to me, the, the work I'd done. I, they begged me to come back one more year. And, you know, I finally said yes. And then somebody gets offended by my email and he was howling and he said, well, that's your book. So 
the essence of the emails and the lack of appreciation is in there, but the rest of it is completely fabricated from my goofy imagination, like my crazy, crazy head and all the stuff that could happen more than what did happen. Is that your legal disclaimer? Like this is yes. not based on any real people or actual <laughs> events. Yeah, that's my story. So. You know, I just have a question about beyond dealing with the classroom is dealing with the administration. Because I remember once we had a an issue with a teacher and the class moms ended up kind of fielding all the emails from all the parents. They were like the unwitting, <laughs> like, go-between yeah. with the administration and the parents. And they kind of got smacked down for it a little bit. Like, that's not your job. You're not supposed to be unionizing your classroom <laughs> to come and talk to us. Do you find there's any of that, like, that you kind of operate at a different level with the school? You know, I find that that the school, as much as they appreciate the parents that participate and the parents that volunteer, there is a line and you do not cross it. And they don't give a royal rip what you think. They really don't. They have their way of doing things. And if you, you know, want to have jeans, casual Friday, I don't know what it, what I could even think of, you know, something you don't start it as a Norma Ray situation with the administration. <laughs> they do not appreciate that and they will not budge on stuff like that. That's my experience with my school. But I mean, mother administrations may be a little more open to suggestion. So basically, for all the people who are thinking about becoming class moms, or dads and doing it because you think you'll get an inside track and your kids will get the best teachers the next year. Are you saying that that doesn't necessarily work? <laughs> Damn. Um, I'd like to think that it doesn't work because it would be horrible to think that someone who volunteers in the classroom gets preferential treatment for their kid. At the same time, I really hope it does because... <laughs> <laughs> Of course it does. It has to. You get paid nothing to be nothing. to be the class mom. You're lucky if you get a gift card. The payoff has to be something. Let me just <laughs> doesn't can, we end. About, can we talk about class dads for a second though? Yes, you know, please. Yes, please. I had a class dad once. <laughs> he was my partner. Oh, it was like having another husband. It was awful. <laughs> it was like I had to give him a job jar to get him to do oh, no. stuff. Wait, your no, husband's no. a producer though. He's not good at getting stuff done. Michael, no. He, he's a great producer, but at home. It you know it's no at all. <laughs> you can't have a honey do list for your class dad, and if you're you know for your partner, yeah, that's no good. Although I have to say, I would be interested because you know we're friends with so many stay at home dads. We're friends with the guys at the city dads group, and I just have this feeling that just like there's a type of person to be a class mom, there's got to be the awesome kind of class dad. And I bet they have so many creative ways to get stuff done, don't you, Liz? Like I feel yes. like they probably could come up with some good ways. The dads that I'm aware in our school who volunteer, most of them are amazing. I mean, a lot of them are creative professionals to begin with, which is why they're home uh, and yes. why they have the time. And they're awesome. I mean, I, I really like them. It's nothing against the moms, but I think the dads that stay home are kind of in a different situation, maybe doing it for a different reason. And I don't know. I think they've been overall pretty great. You know, that's really good to hear. That was not my experience. My experience was the, the best thing was he would do whatever I told him, but there was no initiative <laughs> uh, of anything. Thing. But I, I can imagine that class dads would, there would be some that would, you know, really bring it. And by the way, the class moms I've had, for what it's worth, they've always been great. Like, I've heard stories from other classrooms. I've been really lucky. The only time I had a problem was in preschool. It was like during the recession. I had no money. I was totally stressed out. And she said for a Christmas gift, we had to bring in $150 each. Oh, good and I was there. like, are you fucking kidding me? Holy crap. <laughs> what are they going to buy? They're I gonna... was like, what? And I said, is this for the whole year? She goes, no, this is just Christmas. We'll do it again in a few months for the end of the year. I was like, 
hi, hey, um, you know, that's kind of limiting for some people. And we don't all have hedge fund husbands. And uh, oh my God. yeah, that was the most awkward, horrible one. But, uh, you know, she was actually a really nice person. I think she was just not aware that we were not all like hiding hundreds, you know, in our... <laughs> <laughs> like around our house for fun. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough one. But other than that, we've actually had really good class moms. It sounds like they're more like you, where you kind of had fun with the job and made the most out of it and took it seriously and tried to do it for the right reason. Well, that's kind of why I wrote the book, because it, like the stereotype is the class mom is an uptight bitch, but she's really not. She's just like living her life, doing her thing, trying to get it done. I love that. I have no criticism of any of my class moms. The thing with me is I hear class mom and it just makes me feel guilty <laughs> because I know that while I do send in money on time and I do try my best, I, you know, I have four kids as well. Oh, good Lord. So that's just a whole lot of classrooms to have to keep up with and a whole lot of class parents to keep up with. But I'm wondering, you know, since you have so much experience, what can we do? What can parents do to make their own class mom or class parents life easier? Participate. Answer the email. Acknowledge that things are going on. Ask if there's anything else they can do, you know, and then and, and say thank you. That really is like the greatest thing. I got so many thank yous during the year. Like, thank you so much for doing this. You're doing a great job. And that really means a lot because, you know, for every parent that treats you like you're an employee of the school because they don't realize that you don't get paid for this job. There's one that's really grateful and, and happy that you're taking on a role that they really don't want and they couldn't do anyway. So I think that if you just participate, like I say in my book, like if I ask a question, answer it. You know, if I want to know what your kid's favorite song is, because we're going to do a song book for the teacher at the end of the year, tell me, don't let me like come back at you four times just to say, you know, can you tell me your child's favorite song? Don't make me stalk your house at midnight and knock on your door and ask <laughs> you for a favorite song. I can see where that's just so annoying. And listen, I've probably been guilty about not responding to emails considering my, my iPhone email. I'm not kidding you. The number it says is 247,000. I'm not joking. I think that's wrong because I don't think I have 247,000 emails, but sometimes it feels like oh, I do. I have 146,000. I just checked. Do you? Wait, oh my God. Yeah. I'm checking mine. Hang on. <laughs> Um, I no longer have a number. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> Inbox zero. You know what else I do, by the way, is that I use a different email from my work email for my kids' school stuff. Oh, you do? And that way it doesn't get lost because I do feel bad. I don't know. Now I'm starting to have class mom guilt. Yeah. <laughs> I, create, sudden... I create an alert, actually. Anything oh, that you? comes from that domain or has like the name of the school in the subject line, I make sure that it gets starred and becomes important and goes to my inbox. Good because for you. I, I I am a really bad responder and probably not as good a thinker as I should be. And so I'll start now and say thank you so much to all the class parents in our district and beyond and to all the future class parents I will have who I will probably forget to thank also. Okay, now you're just sounding like a suck up. I am. I'm, are you kidding? Stop brown nosing, Liz. Either that or I'm just making up for years of like total neglect. I know. I know. It's so funny. We saw your book and we both were like, oh, no. <laughs> We're those parents. What did we, we do We feel wrong? terrible. All right. So listen, this book, there's still a bunch of weeks left in summer. That doesn't even matter. You can read this book any time of the year. But of course, I know people have Labor Day weekend and I'm traveling soon. I can't wait. Um, tell people where they can find this book and all that good stuff. Oh, gosh. So the book, it can be found anywhere now. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, in any bookstore, hopefully across the country. I hope they're, they're carrying it. I'm pretty sure they are. And it's a great beach read. I'm telling you, you will sit down 
for an hour and a half and pretty much finish this book because I'm not a Pulitzer Prize winning novelist and I'm not, you know, aiming to do anything but amuse mothers at the end of the summer and get their head back in the game for school coming in the next month. Yeah. Okay. So you can find Laurie at Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E-M Gelman on Twitter. Actually, your publisher is on as well. You can hit them up, Henry Holt Books as well. And of course, you can find the book at Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Just search for it online. Class Mom Book. That will help so that you don't get like Class Mom websites. And uh, make sure you check it out. It's really very funny. I love, look, I, you know, we're, we're not judging books by their covers, but the cover is fantastic. It is so <laughs> eye-catching and it's fabulous. Yeah, thank you. All right, so you're going to stick around for Cool Picks of the Week, right, Laurie? Yeah. All right. Well, we will get to those right after this. So, Kristen, I am so glad we get to talk about JCPenney's philanthropic program, Pair Up, right now, because we are big fans. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you're going to go back to school shopping. You're going to get the stuff your kids need. But the bonus is that you're going to be able to help other kids in need, too. This is fantastic. So, essentially, what it is, is when you go into JCPenney, if you buy socks, underwear, just the packs of those basics you need for your kids anyway, for every pack that you buy, they're going to donate a pack to kids in need through WISE around the country. That's amazing. Up to 750000 And you know what? I have to say that some of these stats when it comes to kids needing basics, and these are, you know, underserved kids, is they're, they're staggering, right, Liz? I mean, we were reading these and we just couldn't believe. Yeah. 40% of low-income parents worry about their child having enough socks and underwear. And I was blown away by the stat that 55% of kids at some point in this group have said that they've either skipped school or tried to get out of school because they were embarrassed that they didn't have clean underwear or matching socks. Yeah. And the idea that in this country, kids might be compromising their education because of something so basic that so many of us take for granted. I'm just, I'm really grateful to JCPenney and the Y for this partnership that can help kids not just get the basics they need, but it really impacts their education. Yeah. I mean, they did this survey with the Y and they also found that 46% of parents living in poverty say underwear is among the hardest to find at secondhand stores and garage sales or through friends and family. So I am really excited about this because all parents simply need to do, hey, listen, we did a bunch of back-to-school mini guides on Cool Mom Picks. So you can go, you can shop from our mini guides. And when you pick up these basics, underwear, socks, I mean, stuff that you're kids are going to need anyway, they're going to donate to underserved kids just by doing that. But you have to do it by August 15th, right? Yes. And look, hey, all this stuff is really affordable too. I was just in JCPenney and oh my gosh, the sales are outrageous for back to school. So it's totally worth it. And you know, I like knowing that my kids have nice, fresh, clean underwear and socks for back to school. And it makes me feel good knowing that they helped other kids too. Yep. So if you want more information, you can of course head over to coolmompicks.com. We've got it up on some of our JCPenney back-to-school mini-guides, or you can head straight over to jcpennypairup.com to get more information. So now it's time for... Cool Picks of the Week! Cool Picks of the Week! So, Lori, as our guest, we'd love you to start. You know, I, I was really, like, going back and forth on this. I was like, oh, I have to pick something really cool. And something. I was like, the pressure was unbelievable. <laughs> but there's a new, there, I don't even know if it's a new app, but it's an app I use called Layout for my photos. Ooh. You open it up, and you open up your photos, and it will let you pick any photo and put it in all these different configurations. You can put six together, like one, two, three, you know. It's really cool, and you can move them around. They can change places. It's called Layout. Is this Layout from Instagram? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it's really good. It's really simple. We endorse that. Look, you picked a cool one. Okay. Yay. Woo-hoo. 
That's awesome. Well, you know what? A lot of people don't know about it. And I know that many of us, if you're like us, you take a bazillion photos. That's a technical term. And they're all living on your phone. So it's a great way to actually do something with them, post them on Instagram, share them on Facebook. I don't know. Send them to the class parents and brag. I don't know. Do people do that? <laughs> yeah, please send all your photos to the class mob. She really appreciates it. Does she really? Or are you just joking? No, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was like, I'll, be, I'll happily send all my photos. Maybe you can make something crafty out of it and put them all in a mug at the end of the year, though. There you go. <laughs> so, Kristen, how about you? What's your cool pick? Okay, week? so I'm excited about the solar eclipse. Lori, Liz, yeah. you guys excited? It's coming. You are really excited about it. Well, this. me and like the rest of the universe is excited. Yeah. It's happening on August 21st, and we have been covering all sorts of stuff on Cool Mom Picks and tech. Whether you are looking for safe glasses, because you know what? We all love our retinas. Those are important, so get some safe glasses. We even have a website on Cool Mom Tech that you can go to and check how much of this solar eclipse you will see, because not everyone is in the path of totality. I think we in New York and Philly are only going to see a partial one, but there are people like that are traveling. Oh yeah, my sister's going. Yeah, is it's she? a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. It so. kind of makes this arc, right, from the south east kind of upwards towards like yes. Oregon and uh, Washington. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does. So, you know, on Cool Mom Picks, the latest that we have are these really fun solar eclipse party ideas. They're very simple. You know, if your kids are back in school, this could be a very cool party idea and they wouldn't be that hard to execute. So we'll put all the links up. But you know what? I'm just overall excited about the solar eclipse and hopefully not the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's not an omen. It's just an astronomical phenomenon. That's how I'm looking at it. <laughs> what are you drinking over there? It's not doomsday. <laughs> Depends what you read I on the internet. I don't know. I'm going to be in the air, Lori, uh, during the eclipse. I'm a little worried. No. No? Okay. All right. Liz, what do you have? Okay, with all this talk about school and back to school, now you know my kids, New York, we go back to school September 9th, like a month after everybody. <laughs> so I have right. a little time. But I am I am so aware lately of how much classrooms are in need of the most basic things. Like, Lori, you mentioned hand sanitizer. Yeah. I mean, that's on our must-have list every year. And so I really want to put in a big plug for Donors Choose at DonorsChoose.org. They're just so great. And if you have a little extra money to be able to support a classroom in need and a teacher that really wants to do something special for their kids or even something basic for their kids, it's just the most amazing website. And I was reminded of it. Do you know Timothy Simons? He's a really funny improv guy, actor. He's on Veep. He's awesome. And evidently, when he was on Colbert as a thank you to the guests, they gave him a $100 gift card to Donors Choose, which I thought was super cool. awesome. And so he was on Twitter asking for recommendations. So my recommendation for Donors Choose is I always look for the schools that are most in need so you can sort that way and the ones that are ending soon because those teachers get so excited they thought it was like a day before their thing ended and then all of a sudden they get funded. You can also look for matching funds because there's tons of companies, Microsoft, Dick's Sporting Goods, Tom's of Maine, and just anonymous donors who will match your money and make it go further. So if you have even just five extra bucks and you can help support someone on Donors Choose, I say go for it. That's my cool pick this week. I love that. Yeah, last year we did it at Christmas and we funded a class and they sent us hand-drawn and written cards in the mail. They sent us emails and they sent us updates. It's one of the most heartwarming things and especially now we're in back-to-school season. We're talking about Laurie's book, Class Mom. It is the time of year. You know, your money goes a really long way with these teachers in classrooms so yay awesome pick all right well that's it laurie thank you oh guys 
thank you so much. This was really fun. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Spawn. Huge thanks to our engineer, John Bowen, to our awesome guest, Lori Gelman, and hey, to you, our listeners. And we know we've been away for a while. We are so sorry. We're glad to be back. And hey, we love hearing from you. So please leave us a review on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe. In fact, you can do it at this very moment. Just click that button on your phone right now and be sure to download our episodes so that you never miss one. And you know what? It actually helps other people find our podcast, which we love. And thank you in advance for doing that. And thanks for listening to Spawned. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.